Welcome to Talking Trades, a weekly podcast where we talk about comics so you don't have to. I'm Jeremy, I'm a DC fan. And I'm John, I'm a Marvel nut. And we... Oh, no. The payoff. Oh. Another long con. How long have you been waiting to do that? Uh, 60 some odd episodes. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> well, let's just get right into it. We're talking about Squirrel Girl. The unbeatable Squirrel this Girl. This episode. Uh, okay. News. This week in geek. Uh, not much in the way of news this week, because last week was San Diego Comic Con, as you may have heard in our episode last week. That was basically all news. Yes, it was an entire this week in geek. And it was so, nice. It was it was long. It was long. It was I was good. surprised at how long it went. A ton of stuff happened though. Um, this week, eh, not so much. So this week, uh, I only have two things. One. Uh, is that um, Aqualad, who is now Aquaman in Justice League Outsiders or, or Teen Titans Outsiders, whatever they call it? Uh, he is queer, so he is. Um, so John, I don't understand what this term means as well as some people. But when I was asking, you seem to have a better grip on it. It's like, is it? It's like, I don't. I don't know how to describe it. Not gay, not straight. Somewhere in between, just, just like queer, like I don't know, like it's it. Well, queer means like, like weird or different. Just don't be like. I just don't like when things are so rigidly defined as A or B and no room sure. for. Just like what could it mean though? Like in someone who doesn't understand the term, like me or somebody like uh, who's listening. Just interested in people that are not necessarily of an opposite gender. Gotcha. That makes sense. Cool. What do you got? Could be a mix of whatever. Uh... So what I have, I'm trying to find a better photo of. But so it's Aqualad. I don't know the, if I uh, that. You, you did. Cool, cool, Mine cool. is about House of X. Okay. Which is I, a Marvel event that brings back a bunch of X-Men, including Jean Grey donning her Marvel Girl with the, with the, again, the, with the, the mask. The yellow-looking yeah. mask. Look terrible-looking. But I want to talk about the Professor. Oh, is he finally come back? Well, he's been gone for a bit, hasn't he? Yes, but and there, so there's this, this character who's claiming to be Professor Xavier. Okay. And I'm gonna put up a thing on, on Facebook while we're doing this. He's in the center there. I'm gonna find a better image for the Facebook. But looks he's like, there with like the visor. Oh, it looks. It looks like what's his name? And he does say, "Come to me, my X Men, etc." He looks like the guy, the creator. That's exactly what I have pulled up. I think he's the maker and maker. not Xavier. And the maker, for those who don't know, is the ultimate universe version of Reed Richards. And he's, he's a, a bad, bad guy. guy. Jinx. That was good. That was good. We didn't plan that. And we didn't. And normally we definitely do plan these things. <laughs> so that was not planned. Yeah. So the character, first of all, they're both wearing visors, which helps. But also, like, their builds look pretty similar. Yes. Uh, I... I pretty sure that it's Reed Richards and because he's terribly intelligent so of course he found a way to dupe everyone and that's my guess I'm gonna put it up as a prediction for House of X but that'd be very cool and that would be a cool way to do that villain again I really enjoyed that villain I thought it was really interesting I agree a million percent he's a good Um, villain but yeah, just so, you know, before we get to the end of that event it's like, oh my god, the, the, the maker? I'm like, yeah I'm just it. like him. Um, it's like 
it's, it's like taking off a character's mustache. It's like, oh my god, you were really that guy the whole time? What? Yeah, and apparently the character leaves his visor on the entire first issue. So, like, there's something to hide. I'm into it. Just saying, just saying. Uh, the last bit of news that I have, uh, Ava DuVernay, who is going to be... Um, I think she's either writing or directing the New Gods movie. Um, uh, New Gods created by Jack Kirby in the 60s. That's where Darkseid and them came from. Mm-hmm. Um, Granny Goodness, as you now know, came from Darkseid and the Apocalypse and the New Gods. Uh, they were, they're going to have Big Barda and the Furies in it, confirmed by her on Twitter, as well as Darkseid. So that's huge. We will see if they do this movie ever. Because they promised us other movies in the past, but Miss Duvernay on Twitter seems to be very excited about it and wants to include a lot of these uh, loving, loved characters, and that'd be very cool. So that's awesome. It is cool. It is awesome because it's it's a property that people love. I just hope it will translate well. New Gods will be tough. New Gods are tough for people who like DC, um, but maybe they can kind of. Is it similar some stuff. to like an Eternal situation where it's just there's so much, and it's so different. Yeah, but it's not as nearly as heady. Got it. As it can be, but I mean, like, if you give Grant Morrison the New Gods, everything's heady. If you give Grant Morrison anything, is heady. So there's that, but like, it can be done less um, esoterically. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see if they even make it. Um, that's the news. Short news episode. That's you know, that's the news in a nutshell. <laughs> Okay, let's get to the pull list. Here's your pull list. This week, we are reading The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl Beats Up the Marvel Universe. Boy, does she. And it's pretty nuts, man. Kind of. Well, I mean, it's technically not wrong. Uh, This book is written by Ryan North, penciled by Erica Henderson. Uh, Our editor was William Moss, and the penciler was Erica Henderson for the covers. She's I great. don't have the colorist on here. But it is what it is right now. I apologize. Um, so, John. So, Jeremy. You literally just told me off mic about why this thing is its own thing. This book is like its own thing. Uh, Tell the listeners. I don't know why, but it just is a graphic novel. They released it as a graphic novel. It is absolutely canon. takes place within the canon. I... Forget the exact issues, but like, for example, issue, I don't know, 14 ends and wraps up an arc. And then issue, in this example, like 15 starts with Squirrel Girl just being like, oh man, what a crazy adventure we just had. And then, as Squirrel Girl often does, there are notes from the writer that say, uh, see what happens, and Squirrel Girl beats up the Marvel Universe. <laughs> so it is canon, it's within chronology. It's just its own separate release. It's which a self-contained story. Which Jeremy was saying he liked there were no breaks. It was... Go, go, go. The whole thing was one continuous thing. not And that's, you know, trade paperbacks are like that, but there's, like, no break. There's no Goosebumps style, oh, we got to set up for the next thing. It's just like, here it is. Yep. Let's go. No, like, shocking character reveals that end the panel, and then we got to grab the next book. Yeah. It just, it all flowed very well. So there's no recaps either, which is really nice. It was really nice. Because, um, again, self-contained story. So Squirrel Girl is a girl with all the powers of Squirrel. Of both Squirrel and Girl. And she can talk to squirrels. Mm-hmm. Anyone can talk to squirrels. She can understand what they're saying. Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> I'm just giving you the facts. She can also talk to humans. And yes. Understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. She got a big old squirrel tail. Yep. But when she puts it in she her dress, she calls it her badonk. It's her badonk. Um, it's great. She's cool. 
She's fun. She's interesting. She's hip. She's now. She was there. That's how she <laughs> came. That's a different. That's the nanny. I was doing the nanny. She had style. She has flair. She was there. So she became the nanny. Yeah. She was working at a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens. But her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. Where was she to go? What was she to do? She was out on her fanny. Over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield's door. She was there to sell makeup, but the father saw more. She was she had style. She had class. She was there. That's how she began the name. Right, like the kids, something smiling. Is that, what's the next part? It's like, uh, the father finds her beguiling. The kids are finally smiling. The father finds her beguiling. And there's other stuff. She's, she's the lady in red when everyone else is wearing tan. She's a nanny named Fran. The flashy girl from Flushing? Dun, dun, the, the nanny, nanny named, named Fran. Fran. Bam! I really liked that show when I was <laughs> It was good. Like, was I good. really liked that show. It was um, good. Wow. I that, like the whole, that was our cats for this episode. I, I, just, I just like, oh, Mr. Sheffield. Yeah. It always got me every, and, and she every didn't, time. He wasn't into her for, like, a long time, and then, like, they got married. For, like, ever. They got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like... They had their own so kids. It took multiple seasons for us. Yes, it did, and Cece was not happy. Oh, my God, I hate her so much. Everyone hated her, but the butler... Like, you're supposed to, and I get it. Oh, Niles. Oh, so, so good. funny. Anyway. <laughs> Squirrel Girl has nothing to do... <laughs> With Fran Drescher's... Oh, her name's not Fran Drescher. Yes, it, it is. is Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher's The Nanny. But, just like The Nanny, it's entertaining. <laughs> Got what him. a seamless transition. Got him. Uh, if anybody's looking for me to write a hilarious comedy for them, you know who to call, Nickelodeon. Call me. Nickelodeon, call me. Don't call Nickelodeon. You want to like write for all that? Is that what you're... Are we gonna... I can do the all that song, too. Uh, it's just oh yeah, come on, oh, uh, for like a lot for a while. <laughs> and just this is all that repeatedly. This is all that, yeah. Something blowing out. Okay, okay. My okay. So the squirrel girl. <laughs> Jeez. Talk about squirrel girl, John. Uh, she's excellent. She's a cons- uh, computer science. She's unbeatable. Student. She's unbeatable. Uh, her roommate Nancy is also excellent. And then her kind of group. There's also Koi Boy, K O Y. He's the worst. He's great. He makes puns. And they're excellent. No, they're not. They're not great. Just because you I can't swim with the sharks doesn't mean you have to put him down. I hate him so much. Shut up. Uh, and then there's, of course... I don't hate him. I hate puns. And then there's, of course, Chipmunk Hunk. Yes. Well, I didn't remember from the last time we read uh, He's Squirrel there. Girl. Did he have the powers at that time? Yeah. Okay, I honestly He's don't there. remember that. It's... Whatever. I believe it. <laughs> Uh, so this one opens up with what, uh, what as a reader, was an excellent payoff. Yes. The way that Squ- uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl does their previous on, their keeping you up to speed in the beginning that Marvel just does all, all the time, is through social media interactions between Doreen, Squirrel Girl, and Iron Man. Tony Stark. Yes. And this book opens with Tony Stark inviting Squirrel Girl and her friends to Stark Tower. Yes. So they got to interact, and it was great. Yes. It was cute. It was fun. And the reason they're interacting is because there's a thing. And wait, they don't know what and the no thing is And no one knows yet. what it does. Where did they say they get it from? Uh, it's a good question. Negative? It's from a bad guy. Yeah, it's... It's from a bad guy, and they get it, and Tony has it, and he's like, hey, let's check this out, um, but I want to use animals, and then she's like, no animals, and he's like, okay, 
I won't use animals. Yeah, she's like, no animals. Why'd you call us here? He's like, well, because you can get squirrels. And she's, and like, she's like, are you crazy? He's like, no animals. And she's like, okay. She says no animals. He's like, okay. He's not thrilled about it, but like, he'll live. So they don't. It's from the High Evolutionary. Oh, that's the Manimals, right? I genuinely don't know. The, like the next little bit there is when he fights like people who are men. Oh, like later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Um, so it turns out this device is a perfect duplicator. Mm-hmm. And it can, anything you put in, that whether that's... find out by complete accident. Yes. But it can be inorganic or organic materials can go into this. Um, so Doreen falls into it because, as you do, you fall into things. She perfectly duplicates. And then they call the duplicate... Aileen. Aileen, which is Doreen's actual middle name. Because, of course, her name would be Doreen Aileen Green. It's not It's not the most clever naming concept, but her parents clearly didn't care about clever. They cared about how fun it would be to say. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Doreen Aileen Green. You can't, like, as you're saying, like, let's say you're mad. Like, as you're saying that name, you get less mad. Your mouth doesn't let you be mad. Crazy. So, the, now there's two squirrel girls, John. And what do they do? They decide to double take the bite of the crime. It starts off all happy and fun. They both go to class. And they're like, yeah, this is great. How could this ever go bad? They d- jump high five in the air, turn the page, huge splash page, huge, huge splash page fight between the two of them. Three days later. <laughs> Three days later. They're, they're, uh, they're fighting. So apparently it went bad. It did. It did go bad. Uh, cause Aileen is a little more brash than Squirrel Girl is in terms of how to take care of crime. Well, because Aileen's like, you know what? It's been being done this way and it's not working. So now it's time to take life by the nuts. Which sounded less dirty in my head. I was just making a squirrel joke initially, but now I hear it. But I'm not going to take it back. Because I don't think Aileen would either. You shouldn't. You made a, you made a nut joke. You, you put it out in the universe. And I did. People respond as they will. Yep. So moving on from that, the, their initial plan is like, hey, let's use the squirrels to like deliver medicine. They can cut through front lines. Yeah, they can like to get, they can get to places humans can't easily. So they could like bring relief. They could bring information. They could blah blah blah. All this stuff. And then they're like, yeah, great idea, high five. And then they go out and they're walking and then they see a dead squirrel in the street. And they're like, oh my god, this dead squirrel, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. And Aileen's like, you know what, it is horrible. Humans are horrible because they're the ones who You're are right. squirrels. We need a squirrel society. Squirrel first society. Doreen's like, I'm not not listening. And she's like, okay. Make, squir- make the world squirrels again. That's what, that's what Aileen's going for. Kind of like an extremist approach. And... Everyone's like, yeah, that's... Oh, that's crazy. That's, you can't do that. Like, you know, listen. So we have humans serve the squirrels. And they're like, you can't... We can't do that. And she's like, yes, we can. It'll be fine. And then they... And she's like, how many wars have squirrels started? Literally zero. How many wars have humans started? All Literally of all of them. <laughs> if there's a war, it was humans. <laughs> Which checks out. Her math is 100% not incorrect. Mm-hmm. Do I agree with it? No. But is it wrong? No. And that's what makes a compelling villain. Good for them. I'm proud of it. Loki, 
down here. You can't see my hands. Loki's down here. Down here. Aileen? Up here! See that? See, that's a sound joke. Because, like, octave and sound, low and high. But it's also a ranking system. I'm glad you get this. It works on different levels. Oh, no. John. No. <laughs> this is hurting my heart. What happens next, John, in the book about squirrels? Well, Aileen just kind of goes missing for like a hot second. For like a couple days? And they're like, hmm, who knows what's going on? Turns Chips, out... Chip Zdarsky... Yeah. Like tweets... Uh, Marvel and, Comics Chip Zdarsky. It's like, hey, there's squirrels around here. They're doing crazy There's like stuff. a lot of squirrels. This squirrel just paid for a sandwich. That's really weird. So it turns out Aileen... Uh, they're able to used... track down all the tweets and conversations about squirrels mm-hmm. to a central location. Yeah. Essentially to triangulate where they where they are, and they are, they come to this warehouse. Mm-hmm. And in the warehouse, there is the device, the duplicator that she used to duplicate the squirrels, all the squirrels that agree with her. Yep. And now they're gonna take down everything, mm-hmm. and they take over Tony Stark's suit. I point. love this scene so much. Yeah. So there's a scene where it's the Stark Industries and the boardroom peppers like trying to do an actual thing. And there's, instead of Tony Stark, there's the suit just kind of sitting there. And You're she's like, hey, Tony, you, can you can you chime in here? And then it cuts to inside the suit and there are two squirrels freaking out. <laughs> oh, man, we, we weren't expected to do stuff. Like, no, we can do this. We're squirrels. We can do this. And then it just like does an awkward dance and then flies off through the glass and shatters it. And Pepper's like, oh, my God, every time. You know, if you didn't it's want to so be here, great. just say you don't want to be here. That's fine. It's it costs us so much money to fix all these windows. It's so great. I love that scene so and much. And there's a, the little writer's note. It's like, hey, if you don't want to... Be, if your character is so poorly developed that it can be played by a bunch of squirrels in a suit, maybe your character's not that good. Ooh. I like that. Got but, him. But it was talking about, like, Tony Stark as a person, not yeah, like, the yeah, written character. Yeah, yeah. Very, very funny. <laughs> these little asides are very good. There's a... Oh, there's, there's a, it's a staple of the series. One. It's really good. It's a staple of the series. One of my favorite ones is when they're talking about Doreen's catchphrase of go nuts. Uh, it says, Doreen used a... And she's like, yeah, I can use that more than once. That's actually how a catchphrase works. You use it more than once. And she said, uh, it's a Doreen used Let's Go Nuts in her first appearance, in her first issue. Will she use it in her first presidential address? Question mark, exclamation point. I said, yes, yes, she will. Of course she would. (laughs) So then we cut back to like the present day with Doreen and Aileen fighting because obviously Doreen's like, I don't agree with your whole evil like squirrel army thing. And Aileen's like, I don't care. She's like, I was cool with it until it got evil. And to the part where where lives were gonna die. So now they are trying to stop her from doing this, and, they're and it's in Stark not that Tower. she would actively kill people with her plan. It's that she wouldn't save people, but also they would get rid of electricity, which is keeping many people alive. Don't, don't they also talk about like not camps at one point, but like just kind of putting humans in like a certain area and only using them when it's valuable to them? You know, like you do pets and animals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically, role reversal is pretty much what she's yeah what she's pitching. It's not a good idea because it's going to hurt people. But it's not a good idea. But like, I get where she's coming from, but like, it's not a good idea. So they take so they beat up Tony's Tony and they take uh, some of the armor and stuff like that, and they break Tony's armor. And then Dor- or Aileen and her squirrels leave, and they're like, "Ugh, oh, we have to do a plan, Tony." And Tony's like, "I will piece together some patchwork armor, and we will have a plan, and I'll meet you tomorrow." 
and then they meet tomorrow, and it's the Avengers. And this is, at this point in time, it's the only all different Avengers. So it's Sam Wilson Cap. Sam Wilson Cap, Mighty Thor. Which is um, Jane Foster Which Thor. is Jane Foster. Scott Lang, uh, Black Widow, Hawkeye, yeah. Quicksilver, and then Iron Man. Yep. And Iron Man in his like squirrel, squirrel buster suit. armor. It's great. It's basically Hulkbuster with a squirrel head where the iron face would normally be. So they break into where they believe Aileen is, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, man, hey, Doreen, think like Aileen for a second. And she's like, okay, if I was evil me, maybe I would do this. And they're like, no, that doesn't make sense. Well, maybe I'd do this. No, that doesn't make sense. I know. I would electrocute you guys all on the floor. And she jumps, and it turns yep. out it's not Doreen. And shocks everyone. It's, it's Aileen, Aileen the oh whole time. The whole time. So she takes out the Avengers immediately. <laughs> She wins. Game over. Okay, see you guys later. Yeah, she's like, I would infiltrate the Avengers, earn their trust, and then betray them. (laughs) (laughs) See, we later find out that not only was Doreen copied, but all the stuff on Doreen was copied, including her cell phone. Mm -hmm. So when Doreen's texting Tony and the Avengers, hey, meet me here, Aileen is also texting and saying, no, psych, meet me here. Yeah. But Doreen doesn't see the messages. Yes. So she doesn't know that they've been hoodwinked, bamboozled kerfuffled I'm sorry to use profanity on this podcast but I feel like it gets my point across I can't think of a more PC term thank you so I don't know what PC means but I appreciate that you appreciate me so thank you I hear you and I validate you so so this is a side Uh, (laughs) Hannah and I were talking Hannah's my girlfriend we were talking about um, I feel statements Mm -hmm. and I was like man you could do something really good with like messing up like I feel like you're being like like, you're being the worst. No, no, like, Greg, we're using I feel statements, like, about emotions. I feel hungry. No, there's other emotions. I, I feel angry. Other emotions, Greg. There's other emotions? That's pretty other good. than hungry and angry? That's pretty good. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much the funniest people that live in our respective places of living. Uh, I mean, like, you guys live alone, right? So We each live alone, yeah. Yeah, 100%. We're the funniest people. I can't argue with that logic. But when she's here, I'm still the funniest. Ooh. Ooh, shots fired. Sorry, she doesn't listen to every episode. She only listens to, like, ones that she likes. So, anyway. Oh, I think she likes Squirrel Girl. Oh, yikes. I love you, Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) So, they have... So, Aileen is now taking out the Avengers. And she grabs all their stuff. Which is smart. Except for Thor's Except for Mjolnir. She cannot grab Mjolnir. She's not worthy. No. Which makes sense. No, she's not worthy. Um, so then she uses, she tells Doreen, hey, s- sorry that I kind of misled you. Maybe you can come around on this whole plan. Then she drops out all power. Yep. Squirrels take out power immediately. Very easily, in fact. It's very easy for them to do it. Shoot through the wires. Uh, so Squirrel Girl, uh, is now coming back to fight Aileen. Aileen is using, this is a great little bit. So Deadpool made Doreen these cards that have every superhero slash supervillain <coughs> Excuse me, and their weaknesses and stuff have like that. Villains, particularly villains, but it does mention yeah, heroes. It's Deadpool's at some point. guide to supervillain cards. So, but he does have heroes because she uses it to take out the heroes. In this, oh, right. Right, like right here, get Spider Man, um, and she takes out everybody who could possibly stop her and puts them in the negative zone. And so we go through a few pages of her taking out um, Black Cat, Spider-Man, Mysterion, who I honestly didn't know existed. No, she just uses the, the villain cards. She uses the Black Cat card. Oh, There's okay. no hero card. There is hero cards. It's ta- in one of the little asides. There's also a set of um, devices, and it's like 1,200 cards, 12,000 cards, and she's like, who would pay for that? <laughs> um, 
So she takes out everybody who could potentially stop her and puts them in the negative zone. It's fantastic. I love it. And, you and have... in doing shows, she takes their thing and then has a flow chart of who of, of how that strong who that's strong against. Similar to like Mega Man, where you beat this robot master's thing, you get like the ice gun, which is good against the fire guy, and then you get his thing, which is good against so and so. So it's a similar thing, and it's a crazy flow chart. What's that called when you like? Like you trade a, you can trade like a, a paperclip to get a house eventually. Isn't that a thing for that? Uh, I call it trading up. Trading up. <laughs> like she essentially trades her way yeah. up. It's a great chart. They, they, they made a big one in the back of the book. Very very cool. It's pretty great. Um, Bunch still, of arrows still everywhere. Still man takes out a lot of. Still man takes out Luke Cage, the Punisher, and Red Skull. Uh, he's tall, which is crazy. It says stilt legs, arrows. Uh, I'm sorry, stilt legs allow squirrels to be dropped on Red Skull, Punisher, Luke Cage. Fantastic. Fantastic. So with everyone in the negative zone, with the exception of Squirrel Girl and her immediate friends, Aileen essentially wins. Mm -hmm. So Squirrel Girl's like, all right, we're going to be back in a week. And then it literally cuts to a week later. And And it's like, ah, I'm glad you assembled everyone. Good. Now I can take you out out even quicker. There's a cool thing with the Hulk where the Hulk goes to her and she just uses the cutest of squirrels. Yeah, they're like, because Fury and uh, Coulson are like, okay, we got this. She can't possibly take anything from the Hulk. Because he's the Hulk. Because he doesn't have anything to take. He's right. the Hulk. So, clearly, this is the way to go. It's like, okay, cool. So he's like, Hulk smash, Hulk smash. Meanwhile, she's got, like, everything. She's got the Dr. Octopus arms, the pumpkin bombs, the the repulsor hand. She's got literally everything. But she, she uses just a squirrel. Just a squirrel. I was like, squirrel cute, me no want smash. Which, like, that's fair. Can can you blame him? She truly is unbeatable. Because she has all the plans. And then when she's willing to be evil, she has all the plans. So anyway, so Squirrel Girl assembles kind of like a ragtag group mm. to take uh, Aileen on at the end of, of the whoever book. is left. And it's literally a bunch of people. It's a hippo. Yep. Uh, Craven... Uh, the principal cast of Nancy Chipmunk Hung Cowboy, uh, as well as Rocket. Rocket's there. And. Oh, there's one more person. Tippy Toe? Mm, oh, Agent Venom. Venom. Agent Venom. That's who it is. So you get um, these people come at her, and uh, it comes down to Doreen and Aileen, and she's like, I will transport Tippy to the moon if you don't back off. She goes, you wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, and, so, and, and Dorian's like, there's no way you do that. Because that would be harming a squirrel, and you would never harm a squirrel. Because I am you. I know what you would and would not do. You would never do that. So she calls her bluff, goes after her, and she ends up getting transported to the moon. Squirrel Girl does. And Tippy's like, oh my god! How could you do this? You're a bad person. Tippy's great. Tippy's just like a little squirrel with a cute little bow. And then Tippy says, I know how to save her. She takes the little transport device uses a, a rocket hand from Tony's armor to get to fly her over to the uh, warehouse the warehouse where Thor's hammer is so she can transport Thor's hammer. Here's the thing. The the glove is flying at such a speed that she doesn't have the ability to stop it and transport the hammer there in time for it to save Doreen cuz you only get like 12 seconds on the moon obviously. Yes. So what she does is Tippy rams herself into the hammer head first. Yep. So that as soon as her head hits, she bites down on the transporter, sending the 
uh, hammer to the moon, which snaps her neck, which is so horrible. It's very sad. It's really sad. But before that happens, uh, Doreen has the power of Thor now, because of course she's worthy. And I love how her hair is now long Viking braids. It's great. It's so good. And she gets everyone back from the negative zone, comes and kicks Aileen's butt. And then she's like, oh, God, wow, we kicked some butt. Where's Tippy? And everyone's like, what do you mean? Tippy came to you. Like, where was the hammer? Like, that's where Tippy went. And she's like, oh, my. She rushes over to Tippy and sees that she has a spinal fracture. Her, um, her, her spine's all messed up. She's got a bunch of broken ribs and all that. Really quick. Oh, yeah. When all the SmackDown's going down. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the, the, the aside from the author on the bottom says, Every Marvel character ever is here for this fight. We shouldn't have room for them all on, the, on this page. You know what that means, right? That means every single Squirrel Girl versus your favorite character fight scene fan art you draw is now canon. Thank me Fantastic. later. Excellent. Um, so she brings all of the best heroes to Tippy. She's like, hey, like, there's a lot of you are doctors. Like, you're going to fix Tippy. No. There's a beautiful splash page of, like... Yeah, Beast, Deadpool, Captain Marvel. A second Beast. This is when they had both the X-Men. Mm, yes, yes, yes. So Hank McCoy and Beast. Yes. Got it. Um, Doctor Strange, Peter Parker, and uh, Sam Wilson are all working to save Tippy, and they do. And then they've... Because uh, oh, they're Earth's Mightiest Doctors. Yes. So they arrested Aileen, and Aileen's like, hey, listen... Stark does some damage control with the whole squirrel Yeah, thing. He, he puts a bill where it says, my bad, everybody. And he gives out... Sorry, but here's like a bunch of free He gives them a, a statue that has 20 terabytes of free Wi-Fi. It's a hotspot, mm-hmm. which is free. Everyone gets one for free because he can do that, which is amazing. And so um, that happens. And then they go to Aileen and they're like, hey, like, you know you messed up. And she goes, I don't think that I did mess up, but I do understand that what I, how I was going about it was wrong. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm thinking. You send me and my legion of squirrels to the negative zone. And they're like, why would we do that? And like, she's like, listen, listen. Hear me out. Because then I can create my squirrel homeworld that I've always wanted. And it doesn't hurt anybody. And I can help clean up the negative zone, which has a bunch of uncharted worlds and monsters that come here. And they're like, hmm. It's not the worst idea you've ever had. They're like, I don't hate it. But you need to agree to some concessions. And she's like, well, what? You don't get to come back, and you need to stop anybody from getting through that you can. She's like, done. So like, okay, bye. And they send her off to the negative zone with all of her squirrels. And then the book ends. <laughs> and it's great. Everyone's okay. Do you check out the post-credit scene? Yes. With uh, it's a- So the post-credit scene is Aileen. Um, she's in her squirrel home world, which she names something. You'll get there in a second. And a bunch of people are like, we're going to go through because we're evil. And she's like, uh, no, you're not. And she beats the heck out of all the bad guys that are coming through. She names it. She names it. Squirreltopia 5000. Yeah, we're working on the name, it says. I love it. Very good. Cute. Just cheesed off the wrong frigging girl. Very, very cute. I love this book so much. It's a very fun, short little romp another it's very wordy yeah so score girl in general is pretty verbose um and that's just a lot of the jokes take setup um a lot of the a lot of the humor is written it's dialogue. a lot of it's also a lot of like english in jokes 
Yes. Like it's a it's like a very... the whole programming thing with the pseudo code. Uh-huh. Intelligent, but like the guy the writer said he had multiple degrees in pseudoscience. Yeah. <laughs> multiple doctorates in pseudoscience. It's uh, insane. One of my favorite things was when uh, when there's Spider-Man and, and with Dorian aliens, where it's like, how do you know which one's the real clone? Because like, I could tell you some stories, <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's obvious. He's like, how is it so obvious? It's like, oh well, I fell into the pod on like the right side, left side. It was her left side, or on the left side, and then she appeared on the right side. So I'm the first one, and she's the clone. He's like, huh. All right, and they just leave it at that. There's none of yep. that. There's, you got me there. At no point in this book is they're like the which one's the real one. They don't. Go, they don't do. Which that. is like honestly a first. Like I, every I, time there's a clone thing, it's like mm-hmm. I was waiting for it. I was expecting it, and I'm very glad we didn't have that because it was, it's annoying, but it's fantastic. I love this book. Uh, I will say it was pretty similar to other stuff. Um, I don't know that we've read, but I've read where someone goes through and takes something from all the bad, the good slash bad guys and is now like super ultra mega powerful. They did it in spider women. They did it in the squirrel girl, Howard duck crossover, Howard duck crossover. It's a pretty common thing to do. So that was kind of, Oh yeah. Uh, but I did like it. All. I, I liked Aileen a lot. I liked how you got to see like what an evil squirrel girl would look like and would do. And how it was still unabashedly Squirrel Girl, so much so she doesn't apologize for what she did. She does not believe she is wrong, even after defeat and having had time to reflect on it. I love that Tippy Toe is the best girl. She is the best girl. I will add her to the best girl club. Oh, yeah? Cassandra, short hair Zelda, Tippy Toe. She can be in the best girl club. I like to put Lavinia of the Tenth from Magic on there too. I don't know enough. You don't know enough about her. She's not in my best girl club. Well, if you knew her, if you knew her, she would be. She would be. Is she the one from? Is she the one that you said I'd like? Mm -hmm. Then yes, I'm in with that one. Where she's like, but your paperwork. Yeah, she can be in the best girl club. We'll have to we'll have to reevaluate the best girl club. Make sure we can add. We've added everybody in there who deserves to be in there. Man, that we could we should we should put that together and pocket that for a Melissa Benoist. We, we don't have. Oh, she's the best girl. She did. Uh, she was at the Jay and Silent Bob reboot panel, and mm-hmm. she didn't say a word because Kevin Smith talks the whole time, pretty much. I mean, and she she like made little jokes here and there, but like that's just like what you've he seen, does. You've seen Kevin Smith's like one man specials. You mean one one question? Where he answer, yeah, exactly. That's the one. That's the one. I can't remember if it's too fat to fly fat, or what it is. To, too fat for forty. Too fat for forty. It's great. Yeah, I'm just like this. He he loves to talk, and I love to listen. Him and Bruce Willis are cool now. Oh yeah, Bruce Willis like texts him. Oh, yeah, okay. And doesn't know his daughter's name. It's very funny. It's Harley Quinn Smith. I know. He calls her Rosie. Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis is an old man who doesn't know what he's doing, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> so that's the that's the pull list for this week. We'll uh, we'll catch you. In the outro, seamless transition. Perfect. Um, Squirrel Girl, our second foray into Squirrel Girl in this podcast. I, I enjoyed it. It's good. It's definitely not something I would read 100% on my own all the time, but it's it's a definitely a fun little departure, um, and I enjoyed it. It was also quite a nice palate cleanse in tone and emotion from Heroes yeah, of Crisis. Holy cow, yeah, no to kidding. To be honest. No <laughs> kidding. Um, next week, we are going to read... Justice League 
Some justice. No justice. Copious amounts of justice. No justice. Marginal justice? No justice! This is the, um, just after, okay, okay, we read metal on here. We did read metal. We're talking about metal. Did we read metal on here? Yes. We read metal. It was sweet. Good, good, good. So remember how metal ends and the source wall breaks? Uh Uh-huh. This is immediately after that. What happens when the source wall breaks? What's coming? So everyone has to go stop the thing that's coming. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone. Everybody. The Legion of Doom, the Justice League, people you don't know, people you've never heard of. Polka Dot Man. Like, let me look at the covers here. We've got uh, Martian Manhunter, Sinestro... Starfire, Superman, and Starro are a team. Another team is Batman, Deathstroke. Starro's on the team? Yeah. Batman, Deathstroke, Lobo, Lex Luthor, and Beast Boy, a team. Another team is Raven, Dr. Fate, Zatanna, Wonder Woman, and um, Etrigan. All right, are you magic-y people. You get together. I know. That one's my favorite one. <laughs> and the last one is Cyborg, Harley Quinn, Robin, and Flash. That one goes, eh, you're wearing red. And Misk. Yeah, pretty much. It's the it's the purple team, the black team, the magic team, and the guys wearing red. And also, we don't know what to do with you, team. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh it's a fun little four issue arc written by um, Scott Snyder and James Tinian the fourth. It is uh, penciled by or drawn by. I just said the name, Francis Manupal. It is very fun. It's four issues. It. Um, I enjoyed the heck out of it, and I was really happy to read Scott Snyder's follow-up to Metal. And this was it. I'm it's, excited to read it. It's a um, Is you, each issue like a team's perspective? Or is it just Yes like, and no. Okay. It's heavily focused on one team, but like you definitely touch in with all the other teams through each issue. Got it. But um, you have like this, the main antagonist for each issue is, is dealing with one team, Got essentially. Um, there will be some characters you haven't seen before. And if you have any questions, just text me, and then we can update the podcast audience when that happens. Okay. But you had something you wanted to talk about before we ended the podcast today. What was that? Yeah, I just, I listened to some stuff at work, and I realized I made some errors. Did you listen to us at work? Yeah, I listened to us. I don't listen to our podcast much. No? I I, I love hearing myself talk. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) That came off meaner than I meant it, but... (laughs) Like, I do, I, I, we do it, and then I edit it, so I don't listen to it usually when it goes up. Mm-hmm. I used to, for, like, an extra error, but now I'm like, hey, if there's an error, it's an error. It's done. <laughs> I'm so tired. Release it into the wild. What did you What did you notice that we messed up on? So, yeah, a couple things, and if you notice anything, feel free to chime in, Jeremy. Okay. But uh, a couple things. Uh, this goes back a little bit, but Hazy Shade of Winter, the song, was originally by Simon and Garfunkel and not the Bengals, like I said. I oh, okay. Talking about that from uh, um, from Relic Academy. I did notice uh, that. Yeah. Last week was that? Yeah, last our San Diego episode. Yeah, yeah San Diego. Was last we week. the Loki thing came up, and um, you said it wasn't going to be the Loki from 2012 in a different timeline, and I said it would a long time ago, and that just that was something to bring. Yeah, up. Yeah, we 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 brought it up last week. We covered it last week. Oh um, my bad. I sometimes I get it's all good, especially with editing. It all jumbles together. <laughs> Like, no, I, I forgot the Simon and Garfunkel I get thing. it. But coming off the San Diego Comic-Con, yes. the, the Funko Pop, the Asuka, Lanley Soryu from Ava, um, it is not actually her first appearance. Her first appearance is when she's wearing a yellow dress. It's just a memorable pose of okay. the character. Wouldn't it? So. 
I I don't know what that means, but I like that you corrected it for people. Who, there's somebody out there who does. Well, because I was talking about with uh, with my friend Zach, and he's like, "That's not her first appearance." And I'm like, "No, it is." And he's like, "No, it's not." And pulls it up, like, "This is her first appearance." I'm like, "All right, I stand corrected. It's been forever since I've seen that show. I apologize." So I wanted um, to, I want to make good by our listeners. On that note, there was uh, during that episode we all talked about the Loki show, 2012. Um, Loki is going to be in that time. It's going to be about that. And you said that wasn't the case, but I said it was, and so you were wrong about that. Uh, yeah, we, we just covered that for now the third time. So so thank you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about that time and the other two times that we, we brought that up. What are the other two times? One today and then one last week. What? Yeah, right now. So you can't, you can't count the time when I'm talking about it, John. That's not fair. I'm talking about it right now. That You can't count that. When did we talk about it before today? Uh, right before the Asuka. Hmm. I'm, I guess I must have forgotten. It's okay. It's okay. It's been a week. It has been a week. Uh, and then lastly, last correction at least I noticed was that, uh, when we were talking about the Crisis and Infinite Earths crossover upcoming for mm-hmm. the Arrowverse, I confused that event with Crisis on Earth X. Well, Crisis. From 2017. Crisis. I crisis. know, and I... I didn't. They've I done a, a lot of crises. I have a tough time in general differentiating one cri- like one crisis event to the next crisis event, and I just assumed that the the one that we covered on the podcast um, with like Overgirl and everything was yeah. Infinite Earths when it was actually. I can see Earth why. Ex. I think I this is just a theory that they did that as their Crisis on Infinite Earths, and they were never going to do Infinite Earths, and then they got the green light to do it as well. So like uh, Earth X, yes. Got so, uh, last thing that I noticed was... Um, yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, what was the name of that oh, show? Uh, we talked about if? a show coming out. What If? No, no, no. It's, it is a Marvel show. Um, not Hawkeye. Loki. So, Loki, you said it wasn't going to be about the 2012 Loki in a different timeline. I said it was going to be that Loki. So, I just want to point out that you were wrong about that. Yeah, again, you've, you've done that twice today and once last week. So, actually, that's so three times you. today, so you're wrong again. That's the podcast this week. John's wrong! You can follow us on Twitter at Talking Traits. You can follow Jeremy at LizardKing27 and John at MaesterLaka, M A E S T E R L A K A. Also, find us on Facebook. And remember, we're not experts, we're fans.